Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast where we take a look at the gospel reading from today's Mass and we are going to provide an exegesis of the literal sense. What did the original author try to convey to his original audience? That's always the best way to start uh, when we're trying to interpret the, uh, the Gospels and that's the method the Catholic Church tells us that we need to use. We always need to start with the literal sense of the text. So today we're looking at Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 34. That's the gospel reading you'll hear today at Mass. The apostles rejoined Jesus and told him all they had done and taught. Then he said to them, You must come away to some lonely place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For there were so many coming and going that the apostles had no time even to eat. So they went off in a boat to a lonely place where they could be by themselves. But people saw them going, and many could guess where. And from every town they all hurried to the place on foot and reached it before them. So as he stepped ashore he saw a large crowd, and he took pity on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he set himself to teach them at some length. So this begins a new section in the Gospel of Mark, which a lot of scholars would say is about bread and nourishment, and we'll see that over the next couple of chapters. That theme of bread and nourishment comes up a lot. So verse 30, the apostles rejoin Jesus. So if you remember what's happened just before this is Jesus has sent the apostles out two by two to go and do mission, and they're possibly away for a few weeks, and now they come back and report back to Jesus. And they tell him all they had done and taught. So they give Jesus a mission report of how it went. It's interesting that they mention uh, the word taught because Jesus' instructions to them, didn't he didn't tell them to go and teach. He just told them to heal and cast out demons. So they're supposed to preach but not teach. And that tells us that it doesn't have to be mentioned really. It's an essential part of preaching the gospel is there's going to be teaching in there as well. And as we'll discover, it seems like their ministry was quite successful because now there's a huge crowd following them. So Jesus says to them, after they've just returned from this from their trip, you must come away to some lonely place all by yourselves and rest a while. So they've just returned from a very significant trip and they were preaching the kingdom in poverty. Remember, they weren't allowed to take money or extra clothes, so they've been living in poverty for a while. It's probably quite exhausting very significant trip for the apostles that went out two by two. So Jesus says, let's just go and rest a while, just us, let's have some us time. Um, which makes sense because you remember one of the things one of the things Mark lists as the purpose of an apostle, one of them is to go out and preach, which they've done, but the other one is to be with Jesus. So now they're having time to be with Jesus again. And this highlights Jesus' concern to give comfort and rest to those who serve him. And, you know, a lot of scholars talk here about if you're in ministry, there's a big need for a balance between time with Jesus, as in rest time, intimacy with Jesus in prayer and reflection, and balancing that with active ministry work. And then Mark adds this comment, for there were so many coming and going that the apostles had no time to eat. So there's thousands of people coming. This crowd is massive. They're all coming to Jesus for healing. And the apostles are trying to control the crowd. Their ministry has been so successful that it's booming. The crowd is huge and they're trying to control the crowd. 
and they haven't even got time to eat anymore. So Jesus says, let's go, let's have some quiet time. Verse 32, so they went off in a boat to a lonely place. So they've been, Jesus has been on the edge of the Sea of Galilee teaching, and now they actually get into a boat and go across the Sea of Galilee to another side of the lake, which was probably, they expected to be uninhabited, a, a quiet place on the edge of the lake. Verse 33, but many could guess where they were going, or another translation says, many knew them. So they saw them leaving in the boat. Now, the Sea of Galilee is quite small. We need to keep that, keep that in mind. So the crowd saw the direction the boat was leaving, and they figured out, well, there's only a few places in that direction they could go. And they start to go around and meet them there. And Mark adds that they're from every town. So at this stage, people are streaming to Jesus from all over Israel. And they hurried to the place on foot. So they're probably running. They're probably running to beat the boat there. If they walk, they might not beat it. But if they run, they might be able to beat the boat there. So since the lake was quite small and they know where Jesus is going, it's probably true that if they hurry there, they can beat the boat there. Remember, this is people from all over Israel clamoring to see Jesus and they don't want to miss their opportunity. So verse 34, as Jesus stepped ashore, so they've been expecting it to be a quiet, abandoned place, but the crowds are waiting for them. They're waiting for Jesus when he steps ashore. And at this point, Mark says it's a large crowd. But as we learn very soon after this passage, there's probably around 15,000 people here. So by this point, Jesus has become very well known all across Israel as a healer and a teacher. And Mark says he took pity on them. So he could have been annoyed, if you think about it. He could have been annoyed because he wanted some private time with the disciples and now the crowd has ruined that. But he chooses to, sh- chooses to show compassion. And the word here uh, for compassion is a verb that connotes a deeply felt pa- passion in the gut as though his very heart is moving. It's a deeply felt passion that he's feeling for the crowd. And Mark says he feels this way because they are like sheep without a shepherd. And so Mark here gives us an analogy. In what way are the people like a sheep without a shepherd? Well, it seems to be that just as sheep, literal sheep, need a shepherd, uh, and if they don't have one, they're lost, then these Jewish people have no spiritual guide at the moment, and so they're spiritually lost. To remedy this, Jesus begins to teach at some length, as we're about to hear, he goes on to teach. And so Mark here is hinting, and often in the Old Testament it talks about God being the shepherd of his his people. And so Mark here might be hinting that Jesus is, is that divine shepherd. He is God shepherding his people. Uh, Now, the very next, that's the end of our passage today, but the very next thing that happens, something quite significant happens with this massive crowd, but you'll need to tune in again tomorrow to find out the next thing that happens on this side of the lake with the big crowd. Okay, a bit of a shorter podcast today. There's no catechism references that relate directly to this passage, so hopefully you tune in again tomorrow.